Hello and welcome to the Man On Podcast. I am Darren and joining me today, because no one else can be bothered, is Craig. (laughs) It is a bit like that, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's not strictly true. Martin is still away. You may have seen pictures of his legs today on a sun lounger. And uh, Thomas is just very busy. Um, It's very hard for him at school terms and stuff because he's a teacher. Or something to do with school, (laughs) put it that way. Um, I've just noticed that I tried to get something minimised and in doing so we've brought up the first slide of our game week (laughs) 16, 15 thing. That's all right. slide too. It, it isn't. But first of all, before we do jump in, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Just actually started hammering down here, and I'm in my conservatory, so oh. you're probably, if the, you hear a back backdrop of uh, backdrop of rain, yeah, it's fun. But yeah, apart from that, I'm good. Yeah, it's pretty awful here as well. Um, it has been all day. It's the wind. The wind's picked up now, so that's fun. We won't dwell too much on FPL the weekend, but I've got another red arrow. I think that's four in a row now, but. It wasn't anywhere near as bad as what I thought I was going to get from a red arrow. So um, I'll take it. It's a small red arrow, which so I was expecting a lot worse, to be honest. I do not want to talk about it. <laughs> Would you one of those that suffered at the, the deadline or was you, you organised again? No, I was fine. Um, <laughs> just literally every player I had didn't bother doing anything. And I and genuinely, I had Cancelo captain. Uh, I made him captain after we got news that Haaland and Foden wouldn't start. I took it off Haaland. Uh, I, I had no problem with the app or anything. I did it when everyone was panicking. So I don't understand how I managed to do it. But I just went straight in the app. Haaland off, captain, Cancelo on. Thought, perfect, great move. Exactly what I was going to do, Darren. But yeah, I got yeah. blocked off the app. So I couldn't ch- make any changes. Uh, so obviously I went in with Haaland, captain, Cancelo, vice. Um was obviously stressing a little bit at half time when Cancelo was already sent off. Harlan hadn't come on yet. Yeah. I was just grateful he came on for one point. To be honest, fucking scored. Yeah, I'd, I'd have been grateful for that as well. In all fairness, if I had just let, I mean, the thing is, even if I had left it, what did he get in the end? Four, five points. Five, yeah. Like yellow, five. didn't he, for taking his top off? Obviously, <laughs> um, like you do. So he'd have got ten points. So five more than I, my actual team got. I'd have still had a shit game week, genuinely. It wouldn't have mattered. My red arrow was humongous. So we we, we obviously look at the preview review Friday stream and, and we're going to do it this week and it's going to look horrific for me. It's the worst score I think I've ever got in FPL in every season. And you're talking to someone who's been playing, I think, for about 15 seasons, genuinely. Like if you go to my history, I can go back very, very far. That's possibly the worst game week I've ever had. Um, <laughs> red card captain has never happened to me before. Genuinely, oh, uh, captain the red card before. So you- I got away from that. I, I, that was happened recently. A lot of people did that last season, I think, wasn't it? Uh, potentially for me um, against Bournemouth when he kicked out at somebody. Our triple yeah, captain. You know. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be alone in that. But that yeah, Saturday lunchtime kickoff as well. Yeah, Cancelo. Uh, that's his second red card in his career, I think it was, or something. So he's not someone who often gets sent off. But there you go. As soon as I make him captain, he has. And no one else did anything, mate. It literally was the most terrible game week. And I, I'll be honest with you, people were in our in one of the WhatsApp groups. People were like, "Yeah, bad score, haha." They were like, "Like, who did you play? It must have been terrible." Bloody blah, blah. It's like it, it's not. And I explained like every single player. This is why they're in the team. And any other day, that team would have been absolutely perfect. But it just didn't happen. You know, you know, Leeds scored four. Aronson had nothing to do with it. Aronson has probably been Leeds' most 
creative and like he's been so unlucky recently hitting the bar and the post and stuff. I thought when I saw Leeds scored four, I was like, well, he ain't getting a clean sheet point, but <laughs> yeah, expecting to be involved in What's something. his outcome, not even an assist, nothing. And he played all my well, life, thought maybe, maybe he came off and I looked, he didn't. I'm just like, it's things like that. Rashford for Villa, like Villa turned Man United over. First, when I looked, it was 2-0 to Villa. I was like, what the hell's going on? So honestly, mate, worst game week ever. Big red arrow. When we look, you know, if you go back a few weeks ago, I was 600K and I was climbing. Yeah. Last two, three game weeks max, I'm back down to two mil. I've gone from 20k to 200k. It doesn't sound great either. Um, no, it's been free, it's been free fall for everyone. Yeah, I'm right back down to two, two mil, and I'm really frustrated with that because I did really well and scored big a couple of game weeks to get up to 600k. And I was just climbing, and I looked at my team, and it was solid, and it's just fallen apart. They're just not performing. Like the the, the defense has been a huge thing for me this year. Um, Foden's been a fucking thorn in my side, genuinely. Like him not playing and starting is, is ridiculous. Um, so I got to kind of snap out of keeping people like that. Uh, our teams again soon, right? One more game week and then we've got um, unlimited transfers. Yeah, the, the other, the really, really shocking thing for me, the, the annoying thing this week was. I mean, I'm in a few WhatsApp groups, obviously, and one with you guys and one with like that, that, um, beer, um, you know, the big competition run by beard, Panda. white beard. Is it white beard? No, Panda does one, the big FPL thing. Yeah, not that one. The one where like he's a captain in that. Oh, grey head. Grey head. Like, that, yeah, sorry. I knew it was something to do with hair. <laughs> grey head. That, that is what I was getting at. Thank you. And like, I spoke to them and I was considering taking out Foden and Jesus and putting in KDB and someone else. Like there were so many moves that I decided I could take a minus four this last week. And I was talking about it and everyone fucking talked to me out of it. Everybody was like, no, don't do that. I was like, okay, what about this? No, don't do that. Like, and I was just like, oh, I'm just going to fucking leave it. Cause I could have two transfers next week. And that's what I did. But everything I looked through my phone, I was like, every move I wanted to make was, was going to be, so yeah. much more like the overall factor was Foden out and KDB would be in and he would have been captain and that would have got me like yeah not such a terrible score there uh, people though, that took hits minus fours minus eights and uh, they did get their transfers go through and I think they're like nine points worse off so they, yeah, yeah. not only have they taken the hit they've also got less points from the hit on top of that yeah so there were a few sort of bad luck stories if you want to call it that out there um, yeah there, there certainly was it was a Lowest scoring week for many, but yeah, a lot of people got 40 more points than I did. And 40 points means a lot. Yeah, that's a big drop. That's 40 big points drop. Forty points is hard to, to pick up as well. You aren't just going to outscore somebody by 40 points every week. It's not going to happen. No, so, decisions, after, decisions after the overhaul now, it's not really an overhaul, it's unlimited transfers, whatever you want to call it, how risky to be. You're obviously not going to make masses of ground by doing the same things everyone else is doing. So. No. I've so got we can to do some pods um, before before we come round to game week seventeen. Oh, hundred percent. It can maybe be a bit different. Yeah, so. we've well, we've I've got two free transfers this week, so I'm I'm going to punt. I might as well. Like it's the last game before the World Cup. I've got you know 
game week 17 onwards up till 30 odd next like second half of the season let's call it so for me i gotta make i'm gonna make two changes i don't know what they are yet i haven't even thought about it because every time i open my app and see my score i vomit so (laughs) i need to be kind of careful with what i do but i'm definitely gonna gonna make some changes this week uh two changes and, and target something a little bit out there and hope, hope it just goes off and, and, and scores me some points. There are some um, questions about punts later, so maybe we can discuss. Yeah, well, I won't be going for it now, well, obviously, because I've, <laughs> I've got no idea. I haven't even looked at it. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And then obviously, yes, we get a wild card. But do you want to jump into this game week formations of note? Yeah, so obviously Villa um, beat Man United 3-1. First game through Unai Emery. I think there was a lot, lots of speculation around what formation we'd play, what style we would play. So I thought I'd touch on that a little bit when we, when we was on here um, and maybe what that means for assets moving forward. So Villa set up with quite a flat fourth. You could call it 4-4-2, you could call it 4-2-2-2. When Deere and Ramsey did play a little bit ahead of Louise and Dendonka, but it was there was more left midfielders and left wingers. They, they certainly didn't play as left forward, uh, wide forwards. They played as slightly deeper maybe slightly narrower than what's on the display on the screen at the moment. But yeah, well, what really happened was Watkins and Bailey basically played as split strikers. Um, they made a lot of their runs from in to out quite a lot of the time. So Watkins in between Dallow and Lindelof, and then Bailey in between Martinez and Shaw, which obviously opened up the centre of the pitch. Um, and it was Ramsey, I think, that was the main beneficiary of it. He obviously got a goal and an assist, but it, a lot of the game was spent with Buendia, who was obviously up against Dallow, if you look at his head-to-head, was sort of coming quite narrow from the left. Dallow was following him in midfield, obviously leaving then an open space, basically, at right-back. Watkins then ran into it and dragged uh, Lindelof with him. And then Ramsey was kind of making um, sort of an, an out-to-in run into the space that was left. He wasn't really being tracked that well by, like, Casemiro. He was also trying to work it over to Mark Luiz and Dendonka and stuff as well. So that was... Ramsey was quite interesting. He was definitely the big notable player for us um, the weekend. Sort of an all-action midfield role. Actually, reminded me a little bit like sort of prime Deli Alley for Tottenham. The role that he used to, yeah. he used to play for Tottenham. Um, yeah. The late runs into the box, a goal threat, involved a little bit in build-up. But mainly his, his role was to get into the box and attack the box late rather than be involved in build-up. I think Buendia was obviously has those attributes to be like that. Um, I, th- I think a few people considered Ramsey start of the season for for 5.5. There was obviously yeah, quite a lot yeah. of options at their price point. He'd, he'd done fairly well last year when people had him for quite cheap as their sort of Andreas Pereira of last season, wasn't he, for a lot of managers. Really cheap and played a lot of games, broke sort of broke through. Maybe wasn't so well on this year. He hasn't done a lot, to be, to be fair, most of this season. But he, I don't know who else we've really got to play that role. And I think this formation is going to stick because we basically haven't got any wingers. I think Leon Bailey is like the only winger we've got. Watkins maybe could do a job out there, but he's not. I wouldn't call him a winger. Coutinho on the left. Well, he's injured, but yeah, him and Buendia uh, would be would would be competing for that role. But I, I, I quite like this sort of narrow four four two. It's quite compact. Uh, Cash and Dinge in defensive um, situations didn't really defend wide. They defended very narrow, and it was down to midfielders basically to cover the in in the wide areas. So we was, we didn't really give up too many chances. It was quite compact. I think Man United only really threatened from sort of crosses towards Ronaldo. They didn't do a lot else apart from that. So may, maybe our defenders will become options again. Dinier's 4.6 now. Don't obviously get carried away. By 
He's got a free kick, so people will get excited by his points. Dinier got an attacking return, which means the whole game week was broken. That's all it means. But maybe if he if he's nailed now, I don't think we'll concede as many goals. I say we had a compact four at the back, two holding midfielders in front that were good on the board. I don't think Dendonka misplaced the pass all game. Um, Louise Louise is a good distributor. We've got um, Bubakar Kamara came on as well. He's been injured and was, was oh, did he? Yeah, he came on for oh, fantastic. It'd be great to see him back. So we got that. So I, I think we'll be fairly solid down the middle of the pitch. Say four defenders narrow and two holding mids. Um, I, I'm yet. I don't really know how many goals we'll score, but Bailey, I think, did enough that will make him first choice for now. He's dropped to four point five midfielder potentially playing centre forward. Yeah, he's definitely back on the radar. But I think he's going to be. I don't know what Aston Villa's games are like actually going forward. Uh, after two, after no, not great. Um, I think Liverpool yeah. and Tottenham. So we'll, we'll see on the slides later, but. Ramsey is definitely an option if he does become a Deli Alley like um, free roaming midfielder with license to sort of be the most attacking midfielder to get into the box. And then Bailey, if he plays centre forward, will obviously possess some sort of threat. And he's four point five, so it's 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 looking where before it looked like Andreas Pereira basically had no competition for sort of the cheap midfield spot in our squads. There's actually now a couple of options. I think Bailey's going to be one again, and then just moving on, moving on to Brighton. It was notable for them. I think this is the four, first game they played a back four under De Zerbi. De Zerbi was carrying on where Potter left off with three at the back. It's mainly been Webster, Duncan, Veltman um, in a back three. But he tried something fairly uh, unusual. He played Pascal Gross basically at right back, which um, it's interesting. Well, what it is, what it seems like to me, team, looking at Man City and Arsenal especially, they're, they're obviously having great success at the moment controlling games by inverting the fullbacks. And Arsenal are a lot better with Zinchenko in the team because he's so press resistant. He, he basically shuffles across into a, basically another central midfielder when Arsenal have the ball. Yeah. So Arsenal have always got extra bodies in like key areas of the pitch. And because he's so hard to press... Um. It's a, it's a real problem for teams to sort of manipulate Arsenal and get the ball off. And Arsenal just hold the ball really well. It's it's the big advantage he has over Tierney or Tomiyasu when Arsenal play um, one of those two at left-back instead. But I think this is what Brighton are trying to do with Gross. He's obviously used to playing higher up the pitch. He's He's got a good turn in the circle. He's a good technician. Sticking, by having him sort of invert into a, another midfielder next to McAllister and Caicedo, it helps Brighton control games. March just stays very wide and stretches the game that way, and Gross basically becomes inverted to narrow. Um, so they could be the third team, Brighton, that sort of adopt this sort of inverted strategy. It's, it seems like it's the way forward in, in football at the moment. So Man City have done it for a while with Walker. Bayern did it a couple, under Guardiola with Kimmich. He started off at right back and ended up moving into that role. Arteta's obviously spent time under Guardiola and seems to be trying to adopt it with Arsenal as well, with with success now they've got the right players in the right positions within that and I say now Brighton might be having a go at it um, with Gross so that they could be there could be players in this team now if, if they manage to control games like Man City and Arsenal are not only one could they shoot up the table because the tactics are to stop but two there's a lot of cheap players here um, I know you've had him in Sky Darren 4.5 still I think if he gets forward at left back if Brighton keep more clean sheets he's an option yep this Matoma as well. I haven't seen too much of him. It's the first one I've really seen him play. He played sort of left forward. He's good. Yeah, he's he's um live very lively. 
you know, he's 4.9. And if he's playing as a wide forward with the license to attack the box and a bit more tricky, say March is basically there to hold the width. He's seen Matoma on the opposite side seem to be more attacking the box. Yeah. So, um, if, if he's going to become a regular first team, but the problem with him is I don't know if he's guaranteed start or he, he might be get subbed off in games. No, he's always, he's always, um, yeah, every time I've seen him, he's, I don't think he's started a game. Uh, I've only seen him three or four times, but he's come on at the end. And then, like when the kit went, when other teams are sort of blowing, he's that kind of player, an impact sub, I'd say. But um, yeah, if he starts, then. If he develops into the Martinelli role at Arsenal, then he won't be quite the same. And Brighton haven't got the same players Arsenal have got, but everyone considered Martinelli to be super cheap at six million. If Brighton have got a player in the same role with a team playing largely the same tactic, he could become really cheap at 4.9. And Trossard as well has now played two games in a row centre forward. Don't know what price he's got up to now. Is he high sixes, low sevens, something like that, I think now? I think high sixes, six, eight. Yeah, so if, if Brighton are going to dominate the ball in all games and he's the centre forward, say Jesus has got that role for Arsenal at 8 million. You've got Trossard doing it at six. So you've got Man City, the elite at it. Arsenal kind of tier two below them with cheaper assets doing the same roles. And now you've got Brighton at sort of tier three, again, cheaper again. Yeah, I actually think they're the most interesting team moving forward now after overhaul, Brian. If if they stick with this four at the back, because it does, I think it allows teams to control games a little bit more. Obviously, Gross won't be an option because he's a midfielder at fullback. But we've seen with Arsenal, Saliba keeping clean sheets and doing well for bonus. Could Duncan Webster develop that? They probably could. Um, McAllister still takes all the set pieces. So then you've got you've got. All three of those attacking mids that are on the screen at the moment are all sort of low five millions. I think March is about five million. Lallana, I think, is about five three, five four. Yeah. So if he's playing as a number ten, could he create and and score? Maybe I say Matoma attacking the box and then Trossard more expensive, but a midfielder playing up front. I've I've got a feeling I'm going to want one of those attackers in my um in my post overhaul team. I think Trossard probably to start with. Because I could see him going, like, if they want to bring Welbeck on, Trossard could move out and play in one of the midfield roles and, and would stay on the pitch, probably. Definitely. So, yeah, just, there's some options. I, I, I still, obviously, Andreas is still good, 4.6, 4.7. Now takes all the set pieces. But maybe there's a scope to have two or three of these cheaper players and allow yourself to have Salah, De Bruyne and Haaland, all three of them. I don't know. But I think there's some options now post-wildcard because there is a, a, a few more options in the in the cheaper midfield slot. So yeah, one to monitor our Brighton, if Brighton, if this was a one-off for them or whether this is going to be a, a permanent thing formation-wise. But yeah, they, they look very good, obviously, in that Wolves game. Cool. Thank you very much. Let's go into the weekend's games. One to go. Have you, do, have you changed the predictions? Yeah, these are actually legit. This isn't me. This isn't a, um, a template where I've forgotten to change. We all actually picked 4-0 Haaland. Without... That's uh, that's kind of what made me question it. <laughs> Got to get a bit on that, Darren. I don't know what we'll get for the uh, scorecast. It must be about 16, 20 to one or something. Four yeah, nil. absolutely. I like that one. Yeah, definitely. Four, four nil Haaland. Why not? He'll be back. He'll be starting. Yeah. Uh, do, do you know what? This is the this is the funny thing. I expect Foden to start this game, and I'm like it's awkward now because my my eleven. There's no point. There's no point in getting rid of him like this week well I haven't got anyone else to really sell I've obviously got the free transfer I've, I've got Mitrovic who I could move on but I, I can't get to Darwin who's the, the player I'd ideally want to replace him with so I'm, I'm a bit short of obvious replacement could I sell Foden 
uh, this week. I think he'll play, truthfully. I do think he'll start this week. It's just one of those things. So I'm just going to fucking keep him. If It is what it is. Um, I think I'd be more annoyed than having persevered for four weeks of one point if I sold him and then he hauled. I think I'd rather just get another one point off him rather than sell him and risk him getting 10 or something and be an extra layer of annoyed because yeah, I held him for all the bad games. Uh, uh, only thing to I note for this game is start. Ivan Tony's back. Yeah, it might make a difference. Unlikely. Brighton have been off it for a couple of weeks. They've been, I think they've been really poor lately. Brentford, but yeah. Oh, sorry, Brentford. Yeah, I think they've been really poor lately. Um, been really off it defensively. Yeah. Away, they're always a bit more missed than hit, to be fair. Home, they're usually fairly reliable, but away, they've been bad. Yeah. I, yeah, I can see him getting hammered, actually. The, the way I think of it as well, I, say, I just mentioned when we were talking about formations just now that Man City and Arsenal are very similar. Um, and Arsenal battered Brentford. I don't know if you remember it earlier in the year. It was a, it was a Sunday afternoon kickoff. Um, Arsenal, oh, actually, I think they won 3 0, 3 1, but Arsenal really dominated that game. Yes, I watched it. So I don't know if Man City, if the game will pl- plan out the same way as that. Um, I was on holiday. I was, that was the weekend I was in Bristol near you. Yes, um, and I was on holiday. I wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think you want the triple city. Um, would I go out of my way to get De Bruyne on a hit? Probably not. Would I even move Salah to De Bruyne? Probably not. If I had a free transfer and strangely had enough funds to get someone else up to De Bruyne and keep Salah, I think I'd I'd probably do it. Yeah, no, this um, yeah, you wouldn't. I wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't be getting rid of Salah this week if I had him. Um, in fact, Liverpool is kind of the players I need to get in. Um, the other thing to note is Cancelo isn't suspended for this game. Despite his red card, he will miss the Carabao Cup game not to this one. So I think I saw either seven or 70,000 people already got rid of him. 7, yeah. Is it 70,000? Yeah, 7-0, I think, yeah. I, mean, I don't even know what it is at this point. That was 70k yesterday sometime. So if you transferred him out in rage thinking he was going to be suspended, you fucked it because he's not going to be and he will play. So um, I hope he punishes you all. <laughs> I'm holding out. Just when we were talking, we'll, we'll obviously get onto our team in the pod later in the week. But... If we get a, if we get news that Mares plays, I may be inclined to take Foden out to get Mares in. As a, it's a complete one week punt. If there's if there's rumour that he's starting, yeah. I say I the rest of my team hasn't got any, anything desperate to do. I say I could take Mitrovic out, but I don't hate Mares for a week here. The yeah. problem we've got is again for the third week running, Man City, the team that everyone's waiting for in the first kickoff. Um, I know. Yeah. Are they going to crash the website for the third week running? Yes. <laughs> That's not. Who's prepared to risk it as well? That's the other problem. If you've got two free transfers or something this week and you don't want to risk not being able to use them because the site's gone down again. No, I'll be making my moves on Friday morning like I usually do. Um, I've got Cancelo, Foden, Haaland and I will be sticking with those three. I'm not going to try and bugger around with it. i got two free transfers. I like your idea, Mares. Not a bad shout, but not for me. Um yeah, Brentford. Yeah, Brentford. You're not going to own them now. If you, I think if you if you held Tony through last week's suspension, you probably just keep him. I don't know if you got enough money to upgrade to yeah. anyone really worthwhile. So he, he could score in this game, and he, or they might get a penalty like Fulham did, and he'd obviously take it and score probably. Yeah, he could score, <laughs> but uh, it's doubtful. Um, Bournemouth Everton. Oh, what a shocking game that will be. Well, it could be a higher scoring. At the moment, I think I looked, I was looking at some data earlier. The last four game weeks, I think these two teams have given up more shots in the box than anyone else. 
So there could be a lot of shots in the box at this game. Obviously, Bournemouth have been fairly good for scoring goals the last time. <laughs> they have, but <laughs> then they concede more right at the end. Why not? Maybe should go back on my prediction. Maybe should have gone three or something. I feel, but say so Everton, especially, are a bit sort of unpredictable in attack. They don't seem to have any goal threat at the moment, do they? Should have definitely scored against Leicester the weekend. I can't believe they managed to not oh, score. Insane. But uh, yeah, you've gone Bournemouth win. I've gone. Uh, I've gone a lead, an Everton win, and Martin stuck in the middle. Yeah, two sort of open defence. I'm not saying bad because Everton's defence have actually been doing all right numbers wise. So yeah, he's it has. Yeah, he's, you've probably got a fair share of points out of him. So they're conceding a lot of shots, but not actually that many goals, um, which is ideal for an FPL goalkeeper. Um, it's why Pope was so good at, at Burnley because they let uh, they conceded lots of shots and but not many of them went in. And Pickford's had, had similar. I just I think I just trust Bournemouth's attack a little bit more at the moment, which is why I've gone for them to win. But I wouldn't be surprised with any of the three outcomes in this. Everton, if they can find their shooting boots for one game, it's there for them. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, maybe? <laughs> Cheeky pun. You got, if you want a one-week pun, I don't I don't hate it. He's got the fixture. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, cool. Uh, Liverpool, yeah, this is, a, this is another one where I think I need to own a Liverpool attack and I'm looking at the man I've said as top pick. And I've got a Jesus that I can get rid of. I can't remember who Arsenal have got, but I'm pretty sure it's not. Way to Wolves, because I'm thinking about bringing Jesus in. He, he He's the only person I can really afford from... Okay. Who have I got? Haaland, Jesus, and who the hell is my other third striker? Mitrovic? No, I haven't had Mitrovic forever. You know me and Mitrovic, mate. Skamaka, you got him? Thank you, mate. Skamaka's gone. <laughs> it will be. It will probably be... Actually, do you know, I think West Ham ain't got a bad game. Now they're at home to oh yeah they're at home to Leicester. Find out uh, if that's the case. I'll, he's fucking gone. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think it'll be Skamaka and somebody to Darwin. And do you know what? It might well be another midfielder, and it might I might finally bring in Almiron <laughs> when he won't score because he scored six or seven in a row. I bring him in, he will not score, but that might be what I do. His XG in games, Almiron, hasn't been very high, so I keep telling myself that this run ain't going to keep continuing because he's scoring a lot of like expect, like low expectation chances. I did this for West Ham the other year and I refused to get him in for the same reason. He carried on yeah. scoring. And... I, I tipped Almiron before he went off on this pod and I'm pretty sure three of you laughed at me and I said I don't like I don't mind Almiron as a punt he was about five and, million then as well wasn't he uh, yeah when, before he even rose anything I said the words and I, I, I could go back in the pods and find it if I could be absolutely bothered but I said Almiron and you all lot said no not happening I think it was around the same time Maximum got injured probably but hey I didn't do it so, <laughs> is what it is. But yeah, it, it, he's done well. Um, it's easy to target Liverpool, don't they? If, you, if you're looking for a one-week punt, I think it's hard to pick a different fixture apart from this one. Oh, if I could get Salah, I'd be all over it. I've got him. I can't. I can get to Firmino, but I can't get to Darwin. But I'm, Firmino's playing more as an attacking midfielder. That doesn't mean obviously he can't get a return, but not ideal. I mean, I could take a minus. I could go a minus four this week and maybe try and get Trent back in as well. I am quite keen on a fullback because they've got so many routes to point. Southampton, certainly not the most reliable team for scoring goals. I'm not, it's Nathan Jones, it, it, I don't know if he's going to be in. It looks like it's gone through the Luton manager. I mean, what the fuck? 
But um, I don't know. Higher than that, surely. Might not take charge for this because we obviously got Unai Emery and didn't take charge straight away. So I don't quite know who's going to be in charge, but they're struggling for, they don't seem to score that many goals. Struggling. Liverpool fullback has got a lot of upside for a fairly big haul here. Clean shit. I've got attacking returns. I'd, I'd have quite liked to punt Robertson, but I can't get to him either. I'd have a double up. I've got Van Dyke already, so I'm hope I, I I might try and look at Van Dyke, Trent, and Darwin. Maybe. Um, I need to look. Yeah, at I it. think Darwin. I think his ownership's not that high. He seems the obvious punt if you can get there. I don't know how many people have got, especially if you've got a Tony or you've got a Mitrovic. They're a bit too. I don't know. Skamaka's probably. I think he's six point eight. So that's a big. I've got to find a lot of money there. Two point two there, isn't it? Um, but just about. So yeah. Um, but yeah, Southampton. I think are in trouble. I'll be. I'll be fair. I think they could go down. Yeah, they'd probably become the third likeliest with Forest and Bournemouth. You'd have to if you was going to have a bet now. I think those three look. I, I think that would be the most likely in, in terms of the bookmakers' odds for what's yeah, going to happen yeah. now. Don't don't. He's mixed messages about Nathan Jones. I know Benno always do pod with sometimes. Reckons he's. I saw somewhere him saying that he's the worst manager in Stoke history, but others will say he's done not a bad job at Luton. So he's uh, done all right at Luton. I think. Yeah. I mean, is he enough to earn a crack at the Prem? I don't know. No, no, no I wouldn't say he has. <laughs> but who else are they going to get? There ain't that many people. Um, well, yeah, Liverpool punt the midfielders have just not got enough upside about them even Harvey Elliott if he was going to play I, don't... You know I was going to say Harvey Elliott is probably the only one I'd like like him at the moment um, it's one of these where they could slightly rotate a little bit Car- Carvalho could come in for instance um, or Cavalier whatever you call him um, you know Portuguese little fat fella mm. um, is the only one I can think of like you don't want Fabinho you don't want Thiago it's just yeah, it's a nothing, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, Robertson, I think, is a, a decent differential punt. Darwin, if you can get there, I think it's a good punt. Yeah. Salah, if you haven't got him, but I don't know how you'd get to him because you're not going to sell De Bruyne for him. I don't think. I haven't done my free hit team this week. The man on free hit yet? I think that's tomorrow. I think Salah might be in it. Um, and Darwin, Salah, Darwin, De Bruyne, and Haaland, all four of them. I could try. It would be a dream, but that is a lot of money. That's like 50 million. <laughs> so that leaves me with a little bit crap to play with, but it's doable. That's the whole idea behind the free here, isn't it? Yeah, um, on the elite, on the premium. But I think I'll, I, I like to spread it out a little bit more. Um, uh, okay. Just in the chat very quickly. FPL Glasgow said evening. Oh, it was a bad week for our Darren. Yes, it was. Thank you for pointing that out. I already did it first off. Get that out of the way. I mean, you could tune into Friday's um, preview review stream. That will be a um, different mood for me, that one. Um, uh, Marky Sharky, 76 at evening, lads. Would you punt swapping Wilson to Nunes? Um, I'd say Wilson went off at half time because he was carrying an illness before that. So he wasn't fully up to speed. He's pretty much cleared that. So I don't know who Newcastle have got, but I, did, I know they're at home. Home to Chelsea, yeah. Yeah, so for I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not. Let's say it's not the easiest game. In all fairness, um, I don't think his minutes will be in question this week like they were last week. So I think he'll play over sixty easily. But the hard one. Liverpool got a better fixture. Hundred percent. He's probably more informed with penalties. I'd probably say Nunes has got a little bit more upside. I don't I'd say I'd, I'd do that. I mean, if you if you're saying if if it, I wouldn't do it for a minus four. 
or do it if you had a transfer to do it? Yeah, if you've just literally got a transfer to burn before the overhaul, then yeah, yeah I don't Absolutely. hate that. Move. Um, cool. So Liverpool will smash Southampton. Forest and Crystal Palace. Ah, oh, here's my here's my favourite troll. A will no no Zaha on my bench. First on my bench yeah. this week with like twelve points. Brilliant. He's unlucky, Darren, because they played him centre forward this uh, against West Ham, and obviously he spends he spent a lot of games playing off the left. Honestly, I don't. I just yeah. I he's really more useful to him than playing centre forward. I think. I think. I, I, I don't know the, the, the stats to hand, but it feels like he's been pretty reliable when he's played through the middle and actually got returns quite often. And when he's out wide, he's a lot more unpredictable. But obviously, Vieira still wants to use him out wide for other reasons. It's. I should just stick him up front now through the middle. It's, it's, it's the best place for him. He is. He, he, he might as well play striker. Like, that is the best. Yeah. He might as well be a striker now because the other strikers, they got a dog shit. So they might as well play their best player up front because um, he's got the qualities to do it. Uh, would you consider taking Zaha out for this game? No. And he was one person I thought, like, when I, when I looked at my team and knew I had Zaha in it, I was thinking, oh, do you know what? Zaha, I'm just so, so sick of Zaha. But then I realised he's playing Forest. And I was like, "Well, I'm not taking Zaha out before Forest, am I?" It's just yeah, yeah, the actual worst defence. I know I said about Bournemouth and Everton, but I think Forest are still actually worse than both of them. So, <laughs> uh, I very quickly on Forest. I read on Twitter just now something about potentially terminating Lingard's contract. Don't know where I read it. Can't remember where it was, but. It was on Twitter, but don't know what uh, um, forum. Got an assist this season, yeah, and they're paying him over hundred grand a week, aren't they? And he he's on a lot money. of money, and I don't think he's got any output. And I imagine that his attitude there is probably Lingard doesn't strike me as someone who'd have a pro sort of attitude, but I think he's probably got an underlying tone. And I feel <laughs> when they're yeah paying a lot of money for him, bottom of the table, no output. He's they he probably said the less than more. They've you. got like Gibbs White since. I'm not saying they're identical players, but they're Gibbs not White's brilliant. They're not, they're not short of other attack. When they got Lingard, maybe they thought I was a bit short of attacking options, but they've said so they've got Gibbs White since. They've got Dennis since. They've got other yeah. people, people, people who will be paid probably half the half, if not more, <laughs> and are putting more output in. Morgan Gibbs White is a fantastic signing. Um, he could play for someone better than Forrest. <laughs> but uh, there we go. Um, this is the so, only yeah. game to punt someone this weekend. For both teams, I think, to be honest, Palace, I think I've said on here before that they, they keep trying leaky. to run too many attacking players into their lineup, And as a result of that, yeah, a bit leaky. Um, so I, I, I don't hate... I think Forrest will score here. And say so Martin's predicted two, or I don't hate that prediction. It could be something like that here. One year, maybe, seems to be up front. Quite a lot now. I want you maybe for Forest, but yeah, if you got if you got your Palace players, hold them. But yeah, you could take a punt on someone here. I've got a decision. I've got Gui in, in my squad. I don't know if I really want to. I think I might have to play him by default because I've got two other defenders who. Uh... I don't hate. I don't hate that. No, I, I don't think they'll keep a clean sheet though. But it's, it's him or Doherty, and obviously you never know with Tottenham who's going to turn up. I'd rather play Doherty this week, but I might be forced into having Gui come on. So. We'll see. But yeah, I think Forrest, I think both teams will score in this game. Uh, okay. Well, we've all gone for it. All three of us have tipped it, to be fair. I predicted it. Yeah. And you've gone, for, I've gone for Elise because I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to put Zaha after last week. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, this is another one where you look at it and think, oh, 
might need a Tottenham attacking asset. Kulisevsky's back, might play 60. Um, I've got Perisic, so he might play, but he's played a lot recently. He played up front. I'll tell you, that's the other thing that pissed me off and scared the crap out of me. Seeing the Tottenham lineup, Perisic on my bench, and I was just like, the lineup came out, Perisic up top. I'm like, you're having a fucking laugh. I'm having the worst game week. Zaha's got 12 points on my bench, and now Perisic is up top. And he hit the fucking woodwork, I think, twice. I was just like, I'm not having it. This is the hard game to call this because... You don't like Tottenham, though. You think they're terrible. Yeah, Kulisevsky backs big, though, because he's the he's sort of the link between the, the attackers and the midfielders. I mean, they, literally the only creative player they've got, or Kane drops back and creates, but apart from him. So I, I don't know what... Obviously, Suns are as well. I don't know what what their formation will be moving forward. And then they've got a deal... Will they play quite direct into Kane because Leeds press so well? I, I, I quite like Leeds tactically. And I say, I, I know results-wise, maybe haven't always gone well. But I'm hoping they say play Perisic up front again because I've got him. Look, um, what they'll do is someone's going to have to... They, they need to get someone running past Kane because obviously his natural game now is to maybe drop off a bit deeper. I'd be playing Pulisic left, Kane just in the centre and... That's, Perisic left, Kulisevsky right, just put Kane and I'd put someone in behind him. I'd just play a, like an AMC. He, he um, deep though. That's why they, where it's worked. So Kane well, he, 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 because they run past, don't they? And Conte talk. should be telling him, don't do that this game. <laughs> just fucking stay up there. Um, but you're right, he does come deep. And yeah, but if he's running, if he's coming in deep, then obviously Kulisevsky and um, Perisic can cut in. Perisic didn't do a bad job at top. Let's be fair, he had two chances. Yeah, two, two or three days. Like <coughs> afterwards, I still Darren. If you've got him, because you never. Oh, oh God, he's. he's I mean, he's definitely playing. playing. He could get two or three attacking returns. Oh, here. easy. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely playing. He never was a short, uh, not going to start this game for me. I mean, he might not start the game. It's happened, but I think he will. Um, obviously, he's off on Croatia duty then. But for me, yeah. Um, Redknapp afterwards in the studio was saying that like he just didn't look right. He was at like out of position, didn't suit him. But I actually thought he didn't play too badly. Genuinely, I thought you know he's just one of those players. He's so versatile. He can play anywhere really, like anywhere, like striker all the way back to fullback. Like he's very very good. Um, he's very good. He's he's up there with. Oh, his delivery is just... In terms just, of, like, crosses this season, he's as pinpoint as the best of them, I think. Yeah, he's brilliant, like, for that. So, yeah, I mean, he's definitely playing. But, um, yeah, he obviously, you've gone 2-2. Two, two. You, you really can't You really can't just get behind Spurs. I've been Tottenham to score this week. So, normally, I don't think they're going to score goals. But I think this... It depends how open this game is. Leeds will just press them like mad. Craig, look... See that there? That says four out of 20. They're fourth. They're not... <laughs> doesn't mean they're any good, Darren. <laughs> right, okay. All right. Okay, we're still on that. Um, they've you not got... You, you've got your... You've got your um, hatred of... Not I... hatred is the wrong word. Hatred's not the word I meant. But you've got your reasons for disliking certain players and... Absolutely. I just like the way Tottenham I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying... Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm not a Tottenham fan. I'm not defending Tottenham here, but... They're better than I think you're giving credit for. They don't. They don't play great football sometimes. I I, I can get that. They very. They're a very frustrating team. Um, I tell you what. <coughs> excuse me. Um, they've got. They've not got a bad set of games 
Yeah, these are the, uh, for anyone that's watching. These are the, I put the first three fixtures after the overhaul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I hope so. Yeah, I hope that was clear to everybody. Um, yeah. But yes, that's what I'm saying. They've, they've got a nice three starting. Could could see Kane in a few teams, couldn't we? Um, cool. Anything to, else to add on this one? Before uh, we no, I don't think so. Um... Oof. Yeah, this hard is... to call. Le- Leicester. I think a few managers lately have had some some right results by basically starting Danny Ward every week. It seems to be on a decent run of points totals at the moment. Having that is not how you spell Paqueta. What's that? That is not how you spell Paqueta. Is it not? No, there's a U in it. Uh, P A Q U E T A. Come on. The red squiggle of Microsoft Word new. Then how to spell his name properly. Yeah, don't worry about that. I was I was doing some slides earlier and I and I wrote the word Chesney and I'm not gonna lie to you, he did not like it. Oh, I've learned that S-Z-C. one. No, I'm not having that. Well, it's a name. Um this is a difficult yeah, West Ham this, but people have got frustrated with Bowen. I think I think I saw FPL Richie put a tweet out earlier that of all the midfielders in FPL, I think it is, across the last four or six game weeks, he's got the highest the highest XG. And obviously he hasn't delivered on that expectation but he's up against a defence here that I think the numbers are a bit misleading they're obviously doing better defensively but I think that's just because teams aren't shooting very well against them rather than the fact they've been especially tight so I think again it's there for West Ham if they sort themselves out but I don't think West Ham are playing very well either Skamaka's been a bit of a liability for you since you got him in he's been a really good club hasn't he he looks so lively when I got him in. Like I, I genuinely thought. I mean, I think I've got a goal out of him. Um, genuinely thought he would smash it and do really well. He looked lively, but yeah, I, I got him in about four weeks ago, five yeah, maybe. Game, Everyone got excited after that Fulham game when they uh, won three two. Was it? I might have already had. I might already have owned him by then because um, I had him and I went very very early on him and Paqueta, and then Paqueta got injured, but I kept Skamaka. Yeah, he's a man with many chances and he's just not finishing them. Um, so really, really disappointing. So he's definitely on the chopping block. He, he should have... I kept with him for too long. Every time I looked at West Ham games, I thought, ah, do you know what? They've not got bad fixture. Probably wrong to get rid of him. But yeah, definitely I, I gone. See, I can see it's a good game for West Ham, but I don't even know if he'll start this. They might start Antonio in this game. Um... Oh, I don't know. Antonio's the reason they lost the other day. <laughs> But yeah, Bowen, if, if people have got fed up with Foden, I, I, I don't hate the move to Bowen. I say that the numbers are there for him. He's just not delivering on those numbers. This is a good home game against a team with fairly bad defensive numbers, despite the fact they've not conceded that many goals. So I think Bowen's a, a, a valid punt. I think a Leicester player's probably a valid punt because I think West Ham don't look, look a bit shaky at the moment in the league. If Southgate does not take Madison to the World Cup... Oh, he should go. He is a fucking idiot. We, 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 I mean, we knew, I mean, sorry to swear, but <laughs> genuinely, like, it's a bit too late for that, and it's worth to swear. Um, <laughs> but genuinely, like, he's so good. The, the fact you get a squad of 26 now, not a 23, surely those extra three spots give you the license to take a, a player like Madison, like that sort of extra flair player who might come on. And he's an ideal player to give one of those extra three slots to, I think. Just. Insane, yeah, he's so good. Like he, yeah, just class. Um, but it's difficult, difficult one. This game, I think, it's very hard to call. 
Um, I, I, I've, I mean, I've said Leicester will win 3-1 just because I think West Ham, are, West Ham are starting to have one of those slumps. Yeah, I can see that. So when I see that, I'm like, this is it for them. They're going to start to lose a big run of games now. And then, yeah, well, I mean, they can only lose one more before the fucking World Cup, can't they? But they can still get to carry on after. Um, if you're a numbers manager, though, this has got a home win written all over it. But I say it's just whether you... you yeah, just can't, can't see it. I just think Leicester have found a bit of form recently. and I just think they're playing much better. So uh, for, the, for FPL-wise, I, I would keep what you've got, unless it's unless you're Skamaka. <laughs> and then I would get uh, I wouldn't get anyone in for these games. Um, cool. Next up, we've got Newcastle Chelsea. You guys have gone say ah uh, so you guys have gone with draws, and I've gone for a high a sort of high scoreish win for Newcastle. Interesting. Yeah, well, it's, it's say Newcastle's games based around this this fast pressing. Chelsea didn't cope well with it against Arsenal. I think they, they really lacked someone in the midfield who could deal with the press. Jordan Potter's not going to make that mistake in this game. He's got to play... He's, um, Kovacic is, is probably the solution. He obviously didn't play against Arsenal. No, he came on. He he, came he's on. the player that best suits the, the, the characteristics to deal with being pressed from all angles. He's probably their best press-resistant player. So... I'd be inclined to. Well, I don't know how much, what time we're going to get to see too much of the team sheets here, but if Kovacic isn't playing, I think Newcastle will win. But I don't think Potter will make that mistake again. Um, I just think they're genuinely terrible at the moment. Chelsea, Honestly, yeah, Chelsea is so bad since Potter arrived. I think they're, they're a bit like um, a bit like Tottenham. They've got that a set formation. They're they're quite they're kind of rigid in it. It's not the worst formation, but no, they've got bad players. They, it's just it's just not working. It's not clicking. No one's, no one's doing anything in a way. Like uh, I was looking at looking at some of what the fans were saying, and they were like, "There's just literally no bite. There's nothing there. No, no intent. Like it was toothless." And I, I, I mean, I, I watched. Did I watch the Chelsea game? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I watched Chelsea game. Uh, Arsenal and Chelsea, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Fucking Aubameyang was dreadful, like, honestly. And I, I, I tipped him a while back to actually have a really good run with Chelsea, but he's just been awful. And and what annoys me more is, like, the manager must see that, like, must see that Aubameyang has not been very good. Play Broja or Broja, whatever you say. Like, tactics doesn't suit centre-forwards. Obviously, it's, it's not, no secret that Brighton strikers were never particularly prolific. I know Morpé had his moments, but on the whole... Right, and we're considered quite a good team, but without a good striker. Yeah. On to Chelsea, playing exactly the same tactic again, and the striker still can't score. So maybe it's a flaw in the tactic rather than the actual players in it. Maybe it's a Potter thing. Yeah, I, say, I, I, I think he's a good... I think he, he sort of tinkers around too much, if I'm being honest. He's constantly changing something in the formation. Maybe the Chelsea players aren't good enough. I don't... Um... I, I, don't I don't know the answer to that, but... He's just not, they're just not clicking for me. I don't think three at the back technique, at the moment, the way teams are playing, this this inverted fullbacks and these, these tactics, I don't think three at the back is a good formation against it. No. So that's probably not helping either. No. Um, so I, I, I don't know what the odds are for this. I, I think Newcastle should be favourites to win, not just based on league position. I think it's the game's more likely to suit the way they played than Chelsea's. But I can just see Chelsea pinching something. If they get Sterling running at the 
Newcastle defence is a bit slow. Um, they press quite high and they're quite slow. Could Chelsea find a way in behind? Sterling would be on Trippier's side though, wouldn't he? It's not that slow. Yeah, I, I could just see Chelsea maybe doing a little smash and grab here and getting something, win or a, a draw. I don't think they they won't dominate the game, but no, they could, they could, yeah, definitely. I mean, we've got, we, I mean, Newcastle are one nil up already because they got Almer on, so they they don't have to worry about that. <laughs> kind of like a handicapping golf, isn't it? They got one nil lead already. Um, cool. Again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, so I could easily end up with Martin, Jesus. I could end up with Martinelli, Saka, and Jesus here. All three of them. I don't particularly want that. I don't think Arsenal are that guaranteed to smash Wolves. Don't. Oh, I don't know. I don't think they'll smash. Oh, I don't know about smash. Three one's not a smash, is it? It's a it's a good win, but um, yeah, I think they'll win pretty pretty comfortably. I think the Wolves are bloody dire still. Um, I can't see. I I put Wolves to actually score one, pinch one, but I genuinely don't know why. I can't see it happening. I just don't see they've got anything. I think Arsenal's defense is playing way too well. Um, Saliba and Gabriel at the back. Just fucking games, Arsenal. When you control the games that well, the defense don't have to do a lot. I don't get no. But what they what they are doing, they're doing very well. Everyone's uh, criticising Van Dijk all season for suddenly dropping off, but I think it's just a different tactic and formations leaving him more isolated than exposed. You've got to look who you're playing next to as well. And like Van Dijk is still an absolutely outstanding footballer and he and defender. He shows it. And recently he trapped back and made an amazing last-ditch tackle. And it's like, that's why they pay a lot of money for you. But he's been overshadowed by the fact that he's been playing next to Gomez. And no offence, but Gomez has been dog shit. Yeah, Canate's much better, right? There's no surprise they was much better the weekend when he came back. Right, Canate's back. Now, Canate's a fantastic footballer as well. So, playing together, like, breath of fresh air for Van Dijk. And fun, funny enough, Liverpool start to play really well and, and they win. And it's it's no surprise. Like, Gomez was responsible for at least, if I remember, two or three of their goals, just mindlessly turning and passing a ball across your back line. That's fucking defending number one. But as soon as they start to concede, people look at Van Dijk and they're like, oh, you know, best centre back in the world. You lost two one, but it's not his fault, and that's that's kind of the problem. You've got to look at who he's playing with. So, I mean, he should have scored more this year, Van Dyke. I've had him for a couple of weeks, and he he's had a couple of chances from corners, and that's another, one of the reasons you get him in. Um, but uh, he's not there to score goals, really. So uh, I I still think he's doing very well. I think Liverpool are turning a big corner, and I think second half of the season they're going to be really difficult again. Uh, and obviously Salah's going to get a rest because <laughs> Egypt yeah. aren't at the World Cup. Um, Diaz is will Diaz will be back as well because he's not playing for Portugal because he's obviously injured. But he'll be back, I think, for the second half season. So they'll be back. I think it'll be a difficult one for uh, yeah. I think it'll be much better again. I think um, one of the big calls for Arsenal is I think I think they're the hardest team now. They they they're, say they're a bit of a light Man City, but the oh. team the, the team's more nailed. I don't so know. Where... Man City, you've got rotation in defence. You're not sure about Foden every week. Arsenal starting eleven is pretty much the same every week, unless there's an injury. So, yeah. which, which three players you want is actually really tricky. I, I think there's the argument that there's like six players that are all plausible owns for Arsenal. What's who's that? So Saliba, Gabriel, Martinelli, Saka, Jesus, and and I say Ben White as well. Ben White, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's become a stalwart in that defence as well. The the three of them. It's uh, 
the left side they alter a little bit, isn't it? Zinchenko, Tierney as well. So I think that he's, he, he's the, the, the actual most useful of all of them in, in some way to them. Gabriel is the weak link of the four. Um, yeah. Zinchenko is, offers something a little bit extra to the other ones in terms of with the ball. Like a, but he just can't stay fit, can he? He's had a few little niggles. And yeah. I mean, I'll I tell you the big turning point for Arsenal this season has been Granit Xhaka. Genuinely. He's been really good. Like, play, like, he's very, very good at breaking play down. But really, really strong going forward. More advanced than I've seen him for a long time. He had a lot to answer because he was getting a lot of critics last season and the season before, really. And there talks about captaincy and stuff. And yeah, he's really come back strong. Um, so fair play to him. Uh, but yeah, I can't see anything. Double defence. But I'd say, I think Martinelli, especially for anyone that's had him from the start, his price is just so inflated now. It just seems you basically get an Arsenal forward for six minutes. It kind of makes him a must own. Yeah. But even I, I don't necessarily think he's one of the best three to own. I, th- I think Saka's probably better. Yeah. Um, but he's but but two, not against a double defence now. Yeah. I've had Martinelli from the off. Don't think he think he's the player that's probably remained in my team since the start. Yeah, but he's he's more <clears> consistent <throat> than the other players. But because he's so cheap, you feel obliged to have him. But I, I think he's probably the, the the weakest of the three attackers to have and. I say I think there's an appeal in double defence to be a bit different. Um, because I think they're stats-wise, I think the second best defence in the league behind Man City, even though Newcastle have conceded fewer goals. So th- th- there is there is maybe a point in having Saliba and White or something. It's because White's 4.6. Um doesn't really feel like an Arsenal defender where you're getting him at that price, does it? No, very true. Uh we must be coming to an end, surely. You got two yeah, the two Sunday games isn't it this one yeah. um i'm being optimistic but i've hit the draw <laughs> sorry <laughs> um i mean yeah villa were very good in their last game and maybe they found a formation now that works for them and that they maybe they will do very well against brighton um but he's i just said isn't he? he's, he's done so well in cups because his main tactic is to nullify the opposition he, he i think he plays more to stop the opposition rather than to play his own game, if that makes sense. Which is why he's good in cup games, one-off games, nullify the opposition, score as well, and you win. And he's obviously, his record speaks for himself in winning trophies in cups. So yeah. could he find a way to nullify Brighton? Yes. Um, I don't quite know what it will be yet, especially as Brighton don't seem the most reliable in front of goal either. Um, so yeah, I can see his pinches. I mean, Watkins will be a threat on the break. Um so there might be might be a little bit of uh, bias creeping in, but I think we can get something from this game. You're, you're allowed bias when it's your own team. <laughs> yeah. Well, I almost put Tossard in, by the way, as well, because you and Martin, in, in, when you sent me a WhatsApp earlier of your top picks, you both called him Tossard. I did that on purpose. <laughs> and then Martin copied you. <laughs> did he really? I didn't see that. <laughs> I missed that. A busy, busy day, like we talked about earlier. Yeah, I, <laughs> I missed that. But uh, yes, I did call him Tossard. And I did. I forgot that I did that completely. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, that's because yeah, when I... talk about these teams, I know where the focus of the intro, right? So we could probably jump yeah, on. True. Very true. Uh... <sighs> I don't know what to do with this game. Well, did, Martin, is... did Martin just fucking copy me? Like, I think he's. I think three, three of them were the same between you and him. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like he's just got me what I've gone for. He can't be bothered. He's on the beach. That's what they say, isn't it? Um, 
Yeah, I. Uh, it's a difficult one. I, I do think Fulham will score, but Man United are going to turn up, I think, because they didn't last week and they'll show a little bit more. Bruno's back. They miss him massively against us. He's a very different number 10 to Van der Beek, who um, didn't really have a great game against Villa, to be fair. I think he, the fact he was playing helps us out. Yeah, probably. probably, probably <laughs> um, it's the reason Everton didn't sign him permanently. Um, yeah, genuinely, I think Man United will win, but uh, I do think Fulham will come away with something. Um, I, um, Martinez is lucky not to be suspended for the game, given his Bailey elbows. I saw, I saw Bailey's tweet, and I was like, oh, I didn't see any of that game. I've not seen any highlights. And then someone posted it up. I was like, it's in front of the linesman. No one's looked at it. It's in front of the linesman. I'm genuinely like, at most, it's a free kick. It's some. It's a yellow card. But he's literally gone with an elbow into him. It's insane. It's like someone like, put a highlights reel on Twitter earlier about five fouls. So not only is that obviously probably a straight red by itself, but there's a load of other late tackles he makes in the game as well. And somewhere he didn't even get a yellow in the whole, the whole game, despite wiping Jacob Ramsey out when he was virtually straight through. And a couple of other little niggly things as well. Somehow didn't get a yellow. Yeah. Um, back to the old Man United. Back to the Alex Ferguson Man United bias days. It is a punk for you, Dan. What do you think of Martial for this? He's the other striker I've been looking at as maybe a, as a one week sort of punty punt, if, you, if that's such a phrase. Is he? My first question would be: Is he back? I didn't know that. He came on, he came on against Villa. I don't think he'll start. So I think Ronaldo it'll... damages them so much by the fact he won't press. Um, I think so, Ronaldo, it'll be, it will be, it will be Ronaldo again. I think Marshall's not fit enough. Then, if he's just come on, I still think he'll stick with Rashford left, Ronaldo, and then Sancho or what his name on the right. I don't know if they're playing midweek. They played Garnacho, didn't they? Yeah, Garnacho played left, and yeah, he, Rashford shifted to the other side. Not sure that really worked either. Um, nope, definitely didn't. Like Rashford plays in the centre, he plays on the left. He does not do well on the right. Um, I don't know this Garnacho fella. Apparently, he's been good in the Europa League. He's played, I think, all the Europa League games and been. I've watched any of the Europa League stuff. In all fairness, don't yeah, not really. But when it comes to Thursday nights, I've watched enough football. Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> potentially yeah, Monday night for the Championship. I'm I'm done. Come Thursday, it's kind of gets to the time where my wife's like, "You've watched football every night this week." I'm like, "Yeah, good point." Um, I think United are actually winning this quite comfortably. It's just so I think Bruno's had some quite good performances lately without really getting a big FPL haul. Bruno's your Bruno's your punt, mate. Genuinely, Bruno's your punt. I might and be I able think, to afford him from Foden. Looking at that, <laughs> Bruno's <laughs> a player. Yeah, I, know, I know, I know, but Bruno's the player I was thinking about when I've looked at the fixtures after the World Cup. Bruno's definitely on my list. He hasn't done much, but I just get a feeling he'll be back. It depends on, do you know what? It depends on how well Portugal will do in the World Cup. Um, would be a, would it be an overriding factor of whether or not Portugal, that he's on a high or he's just shit. The big three games there, those two home games, they look very nice after the World Cup. Probably the two worst, probably finish, the team, two teams that will finish 19th and 20th probably there, both at home in, in a three-game stretch there. Yeah. I think you've probably got to want a Man United attacker um, after the overall you, you are. Definitely. Cool. Right. Let's get through these questions before we call, call it a day. FBL Richie has said, like plenty, I have two free th- transfers thanks to my old friend, Ericode 502 and I need an enabler to afford Darwin. Would you Pope downgrade 4.9 or 4.8 less or Bowen downgrade? 
downgrade Bowen in my eyes. I keep Pope. Uh, I think Pope. I think Pope potentially could clean sheet this week. I don't think Chelsea. You know, Chelsea are good, but still, I still think Pope's got more upside than Bowen. Believe it or not. I don't know who you're a downgrade Bowen to though. Which midfielder? Pope down. Like you could get Ramsdale. I think for for that. Um, uh, Lord. <laughs> Rams, yeah, I, I, I don't hate Ramsdale. Bowen down feels I don't know how many options there are around seven million. The, the fact he's got the, the highest XG across the last six weeks, so against a team that conceded a lot of chances, he would obviously know how bad West Ham have been. He supports them, but if you persevere with Bowen until now, I think you stick it out for this one last home game. Um, and I, th- I think Pope down. As long as you don't want Pope after overhaul, because if you bought him for, I don't know how much Rich you would have paid for him, but he, I got him for five million Pope. I think he's got up to like five point four, five point five now. So if you, if you if you plan to have him after after the World Cup, then you probably don't want to lose the value. But I'd I'd probably drop Pope down. Um, I'd probably punt Ramsdale. I think Ramsdale that cheap. I think he's gone down to four. He, he started at five. I think he dropped to four point nine, four point eight. How when that Arsenal are keeping so many clean sheets? He don't save anything anymore. He's turned into a bit of an Edison. Yeah, team. yeah, he doesn't need to. Yeah, good point. Six points or two uh, points. Aaron, Aaron Ramsdale uh, did uh, the Peter Cro- Peter Crouch podcast. It's a great episode. People should check it out. Um, he also said, "Which one weaker do you like?" Oh, God, it's a decent week. With that, okay, you're not allowed to say Harland or Salah. <laughs> In fact, stick away from Man City. <laughs> I think he's mentioned Darwin. I think he's the obvious one to get in if you don't own. I, I, I like, so I'm, I'm tempted by Mares. I'd quite like a Liverpool. I think Robertson's probably quite low owned. I don't know if you can get to him easily, but I think he could be a good one week punt. Robertson or Darwin, Mares, if we get a leak that he might be playing. Um, and so I think maybe a Bruno or a, or a Martial. I think all of those are viable options for me. Yeah, for me, Darwin, great. Trent, brilliant. Um, I I don't know why, but I I want to say Bruno Fernandez. <laughs> now he's back. I think I, yeah, I think he will have a good game. Man United against Fulham. I'm going to look into that in a minute. See if I can afford him from Foden. He may become. Seems uh, like he's not much more. Foden's like eight point something. He's ten point or he's t- no, he's not. He's down to nine point eight actually. Yeah, I mean you could get to. I've got a strange, horrible feeling here. I'm going to be what point one short of this. Well, that's usually what happens. Um, <laughs> FPL Glasgow has asked one week punt, so we've kind of covered that. Like especially with the one weeker, uh, and we've spoken about it during the pod anyway. One week punts. Um, we literally just went through a few. Um, FPL Richie's other question was predict the next Premier League. I can't speak. Predict the next Premier League manager to be sacked. I'm, I'm point one short. There you go. It's always the way. Um, <laughs> next awful. manager to be sacked. Oh. I I. It could be David Moyes. It's, they're doing so well in Europe, but is that enough? Well, to... they are, but they don't. They play. They play bugger all well. They've played bugger all good teams. 
I still don't think Lampard's particularly safe. He's on a tightrope up the permit. Yeah, yeah, that's a good shout. Got that Lampard and Everton. He's he's done better. He's turned it around more. But yeah, they, he's still on a still on a tightrope. I think I think you I think you'll find your Bournemouth your Bournemouth Fulham Notts Forest kind of managers safe for now. Um, just because they're everywhere, they probably expected to be. I guess the Rogers Moyes, Rogers Moyes and Lampard is it one of them three? Yeah, I mean Leicester have turned a corner though. I think you know that he probably was on the chopping block. Like let's go five five weeks ago, they had a really bad run of games, getting hammered, but they've turned a corner. So I'd say I'd say he's more safe at the moment. Rogers, he's he's done better. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Moyes for me is the one. Um, he's also said predict the top scorer at the World Cup. Messi. Uh, I mean, my you'll see. So, I mean, small spoiler alert, and the, everyone knew anyway. I'm doing a, a World Cup video this week anyway, um, and I do go through things like my predictions and stuff like that, as well as my team and, and other things. Um, my top scorer pick is Mbappe. Um, currently, but I've got money on Messi to do it, so I want to go with. I mean, there are quite. Okay. So we're, we're doing Messi actually Messi picked up an injury recently actually he was he should be okay but uh, uh yeah it was a bit worrying for a minute but um I was just looking through Argentina's recent results and I haven't got the numbers to hand but it seems to feel like he scored in all the recent games Messi and I, I, well, I, I mean I could have that information for you in two seconds but I won't uh because the time going on but uh yes Messi is 40 in his last 15 games I believe was 11 goals. Lataro Martinez is up there as well. Yeah. But he, but the thing is with Lataro Martinez is he comes off after 60 minutes all the time, um, which is a pain in the ass. Uh, there's, there's, do you know what? There's quite a few in the World Cup who could do quite well this year. Mbappe, Messi, um, like I said, Martinez. If Portugal do well, Ronaldo's still their main person. He definitely could. Kane is, is like we don't have a we don't have the hardest group. Kane could do quite well. Memphis Depay, if he's not if he's fit for Netherlands, could do very well as well. Um, there's certainly a decent sh- couple of shouts in there. I'd like to see. I, I haven't looked into watch yet, but I, I will. Um, if I remember, I'm disappointed now if you don't name if you haven't got the top scorer in amongst those that list of names. You just... The top scorer of what, mate? The World Cup. You say so you've named about seven, eight players there, so you must have got you must have got the top scorer in amongst all that lot somewhere. Well, if I haven't, then yeah, probably. Well, I mean, I've <laughs> named about seven of the decent punch you could take for the World Cup. Yeah, um, I was just reeling off a couple of players that I've been looking into. Um, you have other questions, right? Yeah, from Martin and Thomas, as they couldn't be here in person, they posted some questions. So Martin right, first. Let's whip them. He's got he brought Ruben Diaz in about two or three weeks ago, and Men City that keep that keep not picking him. <laughs> okay, and a Kenji the weekend. Not, so, not great, but go on. So, would you keep him for one more week, or would you sell um, for someone else? I've got up to five point nine. I, I don't. I keep him. Yeah, I think I would as well. I don't think it's a defender for five point nine who really yeah. stayed. Uh, didn't Diaz come on because somebody got injured, or did he just come on because he came on? Uh, Can you get another injury or something? Because Kanji was knocked. Maybe, I, but personally, yeah, Martin keep Diaz. 
Yeah, keep. Then Thomas, if you had to pick your five defenders now um, for after the World Cup, who would you pick? Uh, what, for FPL? Yeah, for FPL. He's oh, saying Trippier plus four more, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> do, do you know what? The first one on my list was Trippier. And well, if... everyone, everyone got him for quite cheap, right? He's, he's up to like pretty much six million now, isn't he? So he yeah, can't... Still, it's still difficult not to pick, though. Trippier, Trent, Cancelo. There's two more places, and I have to go quite cheap there now. Lewis Dunk. And... Okay. Ooh, difficult one. Um, I'd probably go with somebody like maybe Romero of Tottenham. Ooh, interesting. Okay. I, I've got Trippier and Cancelo are both in. I'd probably start Reese James because their first two games after the World Cup, Chelsea, are Bournemouth and Forest. Yeah, forgot he'll be back. Forgot about Reese James because he hasn't been in for so long. <laughs> forgot he existed. Sorry, Reese. <laughs> Just for those two pictures, I'd have him. I think Ben White, because I say I think 4.6 is just too cheap for, for an Arsenal defender. Yeah, and I'd yeah. want an Arsenal defender. And then I'm guessing funds related. The the, the Wolves left back, Max Bueno, he's still free. Yeah, the new the guy who started playing recently. Yeah, the left back. He's, he's 3.9 still and pretty much playing every game. So I think he's an Jeez ideal fit. Christ. He's an enabler, isn't he? Um uh, there's plenty of others I like. I said I think Dallow at 4.8 is good. I, I think if you I was obviously a keen fan at the start of the year of double Man City defence. I haven't gone off that. They're still the best defence in the league. So Akenji is still five million. I know that he's a rotation risk, but if we if we're going to get full squads, if we're not relying on a, a, a dead striker, for example, if you've actually got three playing substitutes, I don't hate having Akenji and Cancelo with with Haaland as my three Man City players. Yeah, if Akenji doesn't play one game, then obviously you've got a perfectly fine yeah. substitute. Come on. The other thing to point out is Diego Dallo did pick up a yellow card and is suspended for this game week. Lovely, because a lot of people have got him. So that's... Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I can't even think who his replacement would be. Will they play Lindelof at right back? Will they try and do something like that? They're going to have to. I don't think got any other right backs I can think of. Not, is it... I'm not sure. But yeah, defence is hard. I think I'll, I'll, I'll do a pod focused on this, even if it's a little short one by myself over the over the period before we pick up again on Boxing Day. Yeah, I think my defensive shortlist has probably got about fifteen names on it for after overhaul, so it'd be five from that fifteen. Um, probably will ultimately come down to how cheap I need to go. But I, I think at the moment, Trippier, Cancelo, James, White, Bueno, I think is probably my five without really considering the fixtures too much. When's the first game back? Boxing Day, isn't it? The first game back after the World Cup is Boxing Day. Or was it, is it a week before that? Bloody hell, I didn't know that. Uh, no, I can't remember. But, um, I mean, as we are wrapping up, it's probably best to say that we are going to be recording videos over the World Cup period. I'll be doing a few World Cup ones. Um, I think we're all playing the Sky World Cup game. Uh, I'm going to be playing the Gaffer one, and I imagine Martin will as well. Um, nice rule set in that one, by the way, guys. So good work on that. Um, and I'll be playing fan team, which obviously I'm recording a video for this week. Um, a lot of the information I'll be giving you in that, apart from obviously the prices, because they're different prices on each game, is is very relevant to the whole of the World Cup. They're like, I'm giving you...
player information about like the last 15 games and stuff. So worth watching. Um, I think we're going to do a quiz. And I think, obviously, uh, I think we're going to try and plan a quiz at some point. Um, but we'll also do some, like Craig just mentioned, some FPL-focused stuff for going into the new, uh, into the second half of the season, let's call it. Um, we'll focus more on, you know, potential player picks and decent runs. And There's going to be so many ways to go after overhaul. I don't think, I think that the pool of players people have will be quite small, but there's still quite different teams you can have. So I, I, I'm sure some people will try and find the team with, with De Bruyne, Salah and Haaland. And because there's so many cheap assets, it might be doable. Yeah. So that might be the punty way people go, but we can we'll say we'll talk about that nearer the time when it when it comes to it. Well, uh, we'll set up a few different teams and see which way you want to go. High premium. We did it before, didn't we? Big premiums. Yeah. Funds and all that. We'll do that again. Um, cool. Then that is it. The only thing left to say is like, subscribe, follow. Let's get those uh let's get those follows and subscriptions up. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Don't make me beg. You've done it now. You've I, had a, I, had a, I had a shit game week, guys. Just give me a subscription. It'd be lovely. Thanks. <laughs> I, feel about myself. Um, I think you and me are back on Friday, Craig, uh, with the pre- preview review show. Yep. And I'll be uh, I'll be filming The Man on Free Hit this week and also the fan team video. I've got a busy week. <laughs> that and work, it's like, woo, um, putting the work, putting the effort in. Um, so, yeah. Cheers, guys. Uh, thank you, Craig. No problem. And uh, see you soon. Cheers, guys.